Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday here on WGR. We're hoping to connect with uh, Sheena Quick here in just a moment. Um, but a quick shout-out to uh, my buddy Kyle, who I went to college with, uh, is coaching his uh, Southline 8 under Blue Jays. Uh, they got a big win yesterday against the Brewers. Wanted to wish him good luck today against the Braves. And I know uh, I know Kyle's got a lot going on, and he's coaching hockey, and he's coaching baseball. Uh, and his son Easton's playing for the Southline Blue Jays. So good luck to you guys today against the Braves. And uh, I know you guys will, uh, will will have a great time regardless. Great weather today. 72. I, I've got a wedding today, Corey. And let me tell you, being in a black suit the way that I was going to be, um, outdoors, it's a little windy, which is fine. I could deal with that. But like 80 degrees, 85 degrees in hot inside of a black, that's not a tux, it's just a suit, um, would have been very unfun. So I'm excited about the fact that it's only like 72 degrees. I'm not really going to sweat. Like last summer, I had a wedding where it was all outdoors, and it was like 88 degrees, 80% humidity, and it was one of the most miserable experiences I've ever had. Sweating through the suit before, like the nuptials were even, you know, exchanged. And at that point, everyone was so damn hot that they like kind of rushed through the. Is that what you call the nuptials? Like them, you know, like the whole thing, the speeches, like everyone's like, all right, let's just let's just get inside as soon as humanly possible, uh, because nobody um, nobody wants to deal with wearing a suit or, poor, you know, women having to wear those really tight, very restricting dresses uh, that are super large and just uncomfortable in 80 degree weather. So, um, yeah, looking forward to the weather uh, today. It, it looks like it's going to be a beautiful day. So, um Oh wow, got a great one here. So we uh, we're gonna try Sheena here again, but the we we've got Sheena Quick, who's who covers the Carolina Panthers for Fox Sports, thirteen forty a.m. Uh, in Carolina. And one of the things I think I'm most interested in in knowing about this Carolina, the the trade, at least in terms of what it's done for Carolina. Um, interestingly enough, I I find myself in a situation where I kind of feel bad for Sam Darnold. And the reason I feel bad for Sam Darnold is sort of the same reason I feel bad for Baker Mayfield, in a sense, because Baker went through four offensive coordinators, four head coaches in his first four years in the NFL. And then you look at Sam Darnold, and I mean, it's probably been worse for Sam Darnold. I mean, he's been traded in the midst of that. He had to play for Adam Gase. Um, 
just anything that could go wrong for Sam Darnold went wrong. Um, and that's not to say that some of that's just not on him. Um, he hasn't been good. Not good enough, anyways. And Sam Darnold in the league, in today's NFL, he is sort of the victim of a ever-impatient, growing front office. And a, a just generally speaking, there is less patience for franchise quarterbacks or the development of franchise quarterbacks in the NFL than there ever has been. And I was talking about this yesterday on my podcast, Who for Thought, with Bruce Nolan. And the thing we kept kind of going back to is, like, where does Baker Mayfield fall in the hierarchy right now of the NFL? And he's far more, uh, he's far lower on Baker Mayfield than I am. I think I still hold Baker Mayfield in a certain in a certain light, and and listen, I mean, I haven't always been a Baker Mayfield defender or truther or anything. I, I just feel like he was good enough to not have to deal with having a team move on from him and going to trade for and sign Deshaun Watson in the midst of what Deshaun was going through and giving him $230 million guaranteed. Like, that's a tough situation for any quarterback. And yes, is Baker Mayfield immature? Yeah, he probably is. Is he Pete Smith of SI, who I just had on a little while ago? Is he um, his own worst enemy at times? Yes. Does he need to stop playing victim? Probably. I, I think a lot of that comes with maturity. The problem is the, that the Cleveland Browns were not in a position to to hold his hand through that development, to be a team that can allow him to mature on the job. And as, as unfair as I think that is, that's the reality of the NFL. And I think we're going to see that. I, the Justin Fields situation is going to be Really interesting to me to watch how the Chicago Bears navigate the Justin Fields situation. And situation, what are you talking about? There's no Justin Fields situation. There's going to be. I mean, that's a franchise that allowed a lame duck general manager and head coach to draft Justin Fields. And then they did absolutely nothing this offseason to surround him with talent. Now, Darnell Mooney's a nice guy, a, a nice piece. He's a number two wide receiver. I really like Cole Komet a lot out of Notre Dame. Uh, obviously, I'm a Notre Dame fan, so maybe that's got a, 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 a hint of bias towards it. Um, but frankly, Cole Komet's going to be one of the better young tight ends in football this year. He's going to have a lot of volume, um, and this is this is some fantasy football advice. Go draft Cole Komet, um, especially in your tight end premium leagues. He was available in my draft that I did the other day, like very late in that draft. Um but they don't have an offensive line. They drafted, you know, Vellis Jones from Tennessee, who's like 26 years old as a rookie. Um, you start to go down that lineup, and they're not really set up for a whole lot of success in Chicago. And is Justin Fields going to be a one-and-done in the Matt Eberflus era? And you, you, what you tend to see is when these new head coaches and general managers take over a new organization, that they really want to have their own guy. And I, I, listen, I think that's fair. Um but a guy like Justin Fields, with all the talent that he has, there are flaws. But that's not a that's not you know, it's not it's not putting lipstick on a pig. He's not a bad player that you're trying to cover up by surrounding him with really solid talent, like the Miami Dolphins are doing with Tua Tonga Viola, right? But are the Chicago Bears patient enough to build around Justin Fields? After a year, he's probably going to struggle a little bit this year. I would bet he struggles this year. And you look at Sam Darnold. What was what was the outlook for Sam Darnold going to be this year without Baker Mayfield? He's probably starting the season. I, I just don't think they're going to start a, a rookie fourth-round pick in Matt Corral. Um, but you never know. You never know what he was going to look like coming out of training camp. I know, um, I know Benjamin Solak really loved Matt Corral and was, I think, one of his top quarterbacks coming into this draft. I'm just not sure he was going to step in and be a starting NFL quarterback after being the, you know, he's the second quarterback taken in this draft. But 
I think the Carolina Panthers are a really interesting situation and story. What Baker Mayfield does, is he going to even truly have a good opportunity to catch up on that playbook and actually push Sam Darnold? I would think yes, um, but at the same time, I would also think that Sam Darnold, and I know Pete Smith, who I, who I just had on, was talking about how like he doesn't really believe that's a quarterback competition in Carolina, and I would probably tend to agree it's probably not a quarterback competition, but at the same breath, I almost think it has to be. Sam Darnold has, this is his second year, well, I shouldn't say second year, Ben McAdoo took over last year when they fired now current Bills quarterbacks coach Joe Brady, but... He's going to have more familiarity with the offense. He went through all of OTAs. He went through all of mandatory minicamp as the team starter. And now you bring in Baker Mayfield two weeks before training camp starts to expect Baker Mayfield to be at the same level in terms of understanding the playbook and understanding the scheme and in the responsibilities of not just himself as a quarterback. You need to understand the, the, the responsibilities of everyone around you. And that's what could take a little while. And, and I just wonder that if... If Baker Mayfield only has two, two and a half weeks, you know, 17, 21 days to really prepare to get into a quarterback battle with Sam Darnold, I'm not sure that's a situation that's totally setting him up for success for for him to be able to take over as the starter. I would not be totally surprised if Sam, Sam Darnold starts the season as the quarterback and eventually it moves over to Baker Mayfield. I'm just not sure that Baker has enough time to really competitively push Sam Darnold knowing that Darnold knows the offense and that Darnold's backed into a corner. Let's be real. When you're a young quarterback like Sam Darnold, this was likely Darnold's last true starting opportunity. Now it's probably gone. And I got to think that if you're Sam Darnold, you, you, you're, you're likely you're likely understanding and self-aware of your situation if you're Sam Darnold, right? Like, you've spent the first four years of your career, you bounced around, you got traded by the team that drafted you, they drafted another guy second overall, and... If you're Sam Darnold, I would think that part of your confidence is probably waning, right? It's broken. I can't blame Sam Darnold for having a a broken set of confidence or belief in himself. How could you not? Like, how could you sit there as an NFL quarterback being traded by the team that drafted you, spending one year having your teammates, your teammate that was with you in New York, and then again in Carolina come out and basically say, like, this dude sucks. That's what Robbie Anderson did. Fair or unfair. Like, it's hard to be an NFL quarterback as it is. It's even harder when you feel like you don't ever truly get supported and for whatever it's worth and for for what it's worth. Sam Darnold likely hasn't been surrounded by competency at any point in his career. He goes from having Adam Gase to having Matt Rule, who probably should have been fired this year. Let's just call it the way that it is. Matt Rule probably should have been fired. I don't really envision a world where Matt Rule saves his job. I believe he's probably the first coach fired, whether it's midseason this year or at the end of these at the end of the season. So, you know, thinking about it from that perspective, I kind of keep thinking about what it what it would be if Josh Allen didn't have the support system he had here in Buffalo. You know, if he goes to New York. He's probably not Josh Allen, right? Not the Josh Allen we know to see right now. And I think a big reason for that is the support system, the belief and the belief system this organization put into him early on in his development. They also surrounded him. They traded for Calvin Benjamin. And and regardless of whether that trade worked out, it didn't. They still, 
I thought, did a great job of pivoting quickly. They found out very quickly that it wasn't the big Andre Holmes and, Kev, Kev, and, and Calvin Benjamins, the big wide receivers, that were fitting and meshing well with Josh Allen. So they go out and they trade for a guy like Isaiah McKenzie. And it helped Josh Allen in the second half of his rookie season take that step. But they were actively adding pieces Based on what they were seeing from Josh Allen, whether it was midseason, then again that offseason, going to get John Brown and Cole Beasley, going to find some offensive line help. Like, the Bills really did everything they could, and they didn't wait for the offseason. They made a move midseason. Oh, go get Isaiah McKenzie. See what that looks like in the offense. He takes over, and he's the number one receiver in this offense until they go out and get John Brown and Cole Beasley. So, thinking about how... Early and often, Brandon Bean made it made an impact on the development of Josh Allen. You look around the league and you see these general managers who sort of just ignore the fact that they've invested heavily into a quarterback, but they're not really doing enough to surround him with the talent and the coaching and the infrastructure necessary for him to succeed. Part of a player's success and development is the people around him is the coaches around him. And I think you realize more and more in the NFL that the teams with good coaching tend to be the ones that are the most competitive most regularly. And the Bills are a well-coached football team, from Sean McDermott to Leslie Frazier, down to Eric Washington, down to, you know, Chad Hall. Um, This is a franchise that really focuses on development. It's trickling down to the other side of the ownership team. It's trickling down to the Sabres. There's a true understanding that developing the people that you invest time and resources into see that they have the opportunity to succeed is so important in in every pro sport. And for whatever reason, the Jets and the Carolina Panthers are probably the two worst organizations for Sam Darnold to go to. Which is why I believe Sam Darnold is 150% going to be the Bills' backup quarterback next year. He is their next Mitchell Trubisky project. Sam Darnold, 150%. That's happening. He's already got a relationship with Josh Allen. They went, they, they, they started uh, after their college seasons were over um, with Jordan Palmer. They've both been through the quarterback summit camps um, together. Like, that's a guy that's going to be here in Buffalo next year as this team's primary backup quarterback. Mark my words. But it does sort of feel like the end for Sam Darnold. It does not really feel. Like, he's going to have even a Trubisky-type arc where he comes to Buffalo to rehab his image, and then the next year he gets signed for a two-year deal to become a starter. Like, I don't know that I see that future for Sam Darnold. It might be Sam Darnold's done. And that's really quick. He's done before his fifth-year option really even kicks in. And that's the fragility of the league at the quarterback position. That is the lack of patience these franchises have shown And frankly, it's not just lack of patience, it's lack of care. It's lack of attention to making sure that the guy you spend, the number three overall pick if you're the New York Jets, they wasted two years of his career then traded him after the third year. The team that he got traded to paid him $18 million and immediately locked in his fifth-year option. And then they fired the offensive coordinator three quarters of the way through the season. Then they draft Matt Corral, and then they trade for Baker Mayfield. I mean... How, co- how could you set Sam Darnold up for success doing all those things? It's impossible. It's just... You feel for a guy like that to a certain extent, but it's the NFL, right? Like, this happens to more of the guys than just Sam Darnold. But Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield... Baker Mayfield is going to have it. He's a number former number one overall pick. He has had success, whereas Sam Darnold has not. Sam Darnold really has not been able to put a season together. 
Sam, you know, Pat, Baker Mayfield put a whole season together. He was a playoff winning quarterback. And he's going to have an opportunity, even if he bombs this year, someone's probably bringing Baker Mayfield into camp next year to compete. I think Sam Darnold's done with. I think the league has moved on from Sam Darnold. It's not just the Carolina Panthers. I think it's the league at large has moved on from Sam Darnold. Fair or unfair, that's probably the case. And if he loses the job, which sort of feels like that's writing on the wall, like it sort of feels like there's no way Sam Darnold wins the job in Carolina. So if he loses that job, does he stick around? If I'm Sam Darnold's agent, I'm asking for a trade, but who's taking Sam Darnold's $18.5 million guaranteed? No one. No one's taking that. Is Carolina just going to trade him and eat that money? I doubt it. So where we're headed in Carolina is we're sort of headed to a, a sort of a standoff, right? Is Sam Darnold going to – I think Sam Darnold could go in two directions. He could go the Baker Mayfield direction, be the victim – uh, say he's been disrespected, hold out, say he doesn't want to play, and have the Carolina Panthers pay for him to sit at home. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that would be the worst-case scenario for Sam Darnold. A guy, what can Sam Darnold do positively right now to impact the future of his career? Take this positively. Take this situation that is impossible for him and be a good teammate. And I don't know, he's got that, he, had the, he was a captain for that team last year. Hard to believe he'll be a captain this year for Carolina. But act as though you have that C on your chest. Use this opportunity in public, in the public eye, to take your benching gracefully. I think it could go a long way for Sam Darnold, especially for an organization like Buffalo, who will look at him and say, how did you handle that situation? How did you handle that adversity? Come here. We're going to give you an opportunity to become the best version of yourself. Work alongside a good friend in Josh Allen. Have some stability for the first time in your career. That's likely the path for, for Sam Darnold. If it's not here in Buffalo, it's going to be somewhere else. He's going to be a backup quarterback, likely from here on out. And maybe a high-level backup quarterback. And you can make a solid career, if you're Sam Darnold, being a backup quarterback in the NFL. And there's no, you know, I, I shouldn't say there's no shame in that. Of course there's a little shame in that. You're the number three overall pick. To be a lifelong backup is not the position I'm sure he thought and envisioned himself being in who he was drafted. But you are... He is, in this case, a victim of the circumstance he was drafted into. And the circumstance was a disaster in New York. Simply put, terrible. Just terrible. So, Sam Darnold is sort of at the crossroads of his career, and he's 23, 24 years old. He's a young quarterback. Let's see, is he 23? He was the youngest quarterback in that draft class. Sam Darnold, 25. Okay, he's 25 years old, still. He's still very young. He's not even close to his prime of his career. I'm not sure that we've totally seen the last of Sam Darnold, even if he does get benched, which it, it looks like is going to happen. Like, that's going to happen. Where does he go after this? I think I see uh, VikingsTerritory.com talking about the rumor mill. The Vikings and Sam Darnold. Oh, man. Could you imagine being a Vikings fan? You have Sam Darnold and Kirk Cousins. Is there anything less inspirational than those two as your two quarterbacks? <laughs> it's it's just a tough it's a tough racket if you're Sam Darnold. And again, there's a level of pity that I feel for him, knowing that a lot of this is not his fault. Some of it is. He just has not been good enough. 
He's been given opportunities. He just has yet to seize them. It's a tough situation. Uh, unfortunately, we uh, we weren't uh, we were unable to connect with our guest Sheena Quick, so we'll try to do that next time around. Uh, a quick reminder from my buddy Brian Koziel, who is running the Duster Putting Challenge. If you want to get in. It is as fun as it gets. Duster putting challenge. What could that possibly be? So Glen Oak Golf Course down in East Amherst, what they did last year, and I, I think they're doing again this year, is they turned the putting green. If you've ever been to Glen Oak, it's a huge putting green. They turned it into an 18-hole putting contest putting green. It's amazing. It's $35 to, to, uh, to enter, and it's a $35 donation, uh, $35 donation, and it benefits the Western New York PGA Reach Program. Um it's Friday, August 12th, Glen Oak, 6 p.m. The lights will come on. There's going to be food. There's going to be beer, uh, some seltzers, I'm sure, and multiple rounds of super competitive but also very fun uh, putting contest. You can go to Brian Colziel's Twitter. Um, if you follow him, it's br- at Brian WGR. He tweeted out the link to the Western New York PGA.bluegolf.com. It's the PGA Reach Western New York Duster Challenge. You can sign up there. Spots do fill up very quickly. So if you want in, make sure you get in now. I know I'm going to be signing up this year. Joe DiBiase, myself, we both played in it last year. Our boss, Alan Davis, uh, he'll be there. Um, I'm sure we'll have other WGR personalities there. Um, plus, you get people from TV World and that cover the bills. So it's a great event. It's for charity. Go follow Brian at BrianWGR on Twitter, and you can go find the link to sign up. Again, $35 donation gets you in. The putting contest, it gets you dinner and drinks. There's also a 50-50 and raffles as well. So the PGA Reach Western New York Duster Challenge, August 12th at 6 p.m. Make sure you go and sign up and check out at Brian's page. I'm going to take a timeout. We're going to hear from Jerry Fortin. He's the director of amateur scouting for the Sabres. If you haven't seen the clip from his interview yesterday on Twitter, you're probably living under a rock. But if you did see it, you know there's a full 20-minute interview. So we're going to play that interview that's coming up next here. Sabres, uh, Sabres director of amateur uh, scouting, Jerry Fortin. That's coming up next here on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Check your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.